What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. What's happening, Kyle? How are you doing? Man, I'm wonderful. It is sweater weather down in the desert at last, so... Is is it because I was I was going to ask you I didn't even look at the weather in Alamogordo because this time last year it was forty degrees here but like sixty five there and we had taken the girls to the Alamogordo Zoo or Alameda Park Zoo or whatever yeah, it's called yeah. and uh, which has like four animals but uh, yeah. we went and everybody was in like shorts and a t shirt and it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So, so yesterday it was like mid fifties today. I think it's supposed to touch like 60, but okay. it was, uh, it was like 37 when I got up this morning. So it that, is, it is chilly for you. That's pumpkin spice weather, right? It's true. Yes. Yes. Give me my Uggs and my pumpkin spice and I am, I'm happy. So yeah. what's happening up on the mountain, man? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, like I said, it's cold. Um, I think it was 20 when I got up this morning, Ooh. uh, but no snow in the forecast. So that's, that usually makes me angry. Like, I'm okay with cold if you give me snow. If you don't give me snow, then I'm upset about it. But, uh, you know, I'll take that every day over the week uh, above the uh, whole 70s and 80s we suffer through during the summer. (laughs) Yes, 70s and 80s are awful. Man, so rough. I don't so think rough. I could ever go back to Dallas because I'll I'll just die in the you middle like, of winter. You just melt. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I think we've talked about this on the show before where I was flying somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but I was leaving. And I think El Paso is pretty cool because it was in the mornings like 4 a.m. or something that I was getting there. So it's kind of cool when we left. And then we arrived in Dallas or I arrived in Dallas. I think it was for one of my doctoral seminars. And I uh, I was waiting on the little tarmac thing. Uh, or the jet bridge, whatever they call that thing that connects to the plane, Uh, whatever that is. And so we're standing there and I guess there was some kind of a mix up with like people putting uh, maybe their carry on stuff in the deal. So they were bringing all of that out. And so we were waiting and like, it's sweltering. Like it was, it was a sauna in there. And so all of these people you see immediately go from sweaters, uh, hoodies, and then suddenly you're in t-shirts because they're just taking yep. everything off yep, and taking it, layers off. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rough. So man, how are things down in the desert, man? They are wonderful. Uh, we are, we're, we are, we are continuing to, uh, fight our battles with COVID, but, uh, things, yeah. are, things are going well. So we've had a couple of cases now in our church body. Thankfully we didn't have anybody exposed at church. So we're not having to deal with that, but, uh, we have, we have a gentleman as we're recording this who's in the hospital right now. And, um, potentially, potentially pretty, pretty serious issues. So, yeah. um, you we, know, that, that's our first foray into that, that kind of COVID. We, we have some of those same issues. We've got, I think two that, that may have it. Uh, one does have it. And, uh, and another that might, and probably does by all, all accounts he does, but doesn't have a test or anything. Uh, but they haven't been around anybody. And so thankfully so far, the whole deal about, you know, if you're unwell, stay home, has yep. been working for us. And so we're grateful for, for that. 
And uh, yeah, us us too, because the the gentleman who contracted COVID, who tested positive, is now in the hospital, is uh, one of our greeters. And that would um, be bad. That that would have been bad. So thankfully, he he did. He woke up, wasn't feeling well, and stayed home. Otherwise, I mean, we would have a completely, we would have had to respond to completely different than, than we have. Yeah. And the other thing I want to point out is you now have on your door, I'm guessing, uh, the the thing you want from Santa Claus. What is that? Oh, yeah. It's actually hanging up right over my desk back there. And that is, uh, dear Santa, all I want is for the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Thank you. So two things, two things. Uh, one, I'm glad you said thank you. You know, Santa does appreciate, <laughs> you know, common courtesy and so yes. forth. The other thing is you didn't specify what year. And so true. it could be another 20, 30 years. Uh, the other thing uh, I think you probably should have asked for that might be within grasp is just for a win. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like y'all might could get another one of those this year. <laughs> yeah, for, we, we could we could black out that the last part of that and just say uh, all I want is for the Cowboys to win. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has so, been it, it is it is the the uh, the Cowboys season looks kind of like uh, Dak's ankle just kind of hanging by a thread and but, but still yeah. amazingly they they have a chance for the playoffs i think we talked about that, this before maybe that, just yes. you and i that they they statistically had a greater chance at making the playoffs than the seahawks early yeah. on in the year when y'all were like one and whatever and uh yes. and i thought that was kind of amazing but because the that. nfc east is a dumpster fire <laughs> this year yes but it is basically hey, let's not say, another baptist podcast <laughs> Let, let's take a complete uh a, a complete 180 real quick and and i am drinking out of my imb mug matt why would i be drinking out of my imb mug today because you are preparing for the lottie moon christmas offering yes that's right and so You're getting your heart ready and in November and December, I, I just shifted over to this today, but th- throughout the rest of the year, I will drink out of my IMB mug because that helps me remember to pray for missionaries. So you don't pray and for them the rest of the year? That's I, nice. So we do. I have a man <laughs> prayer calendar on my desk. We we pray for them during the service. This just Dude, this just helps me is a good reminder. This if Dr. Azell, your boss, is listening to this, uh, I apologize in advance. This is not really a complaint. Uh, this is more because Matt Hensley has a slight touch of OCD, uh, but my NAM prayer calendar had last week uh, the the sheets or whatever that you turn over, uh, they were still connected. They hadn't been cut all the way through, oh. and so it was like standing up. So I couldn't quite cut it because there was a little spiral, you know, binding in between. Yeah. So I couldn't really cut all the way through. And then it would have bugged me if I ripped it and then saw some like the little white jagged edges. And so I, I actually took it off of my desk and put it on my bookshelf where I couldn't see it. And now it's back. I went back today <laughs> and, uh, and it's back where it goes. I just couldn't look at it because it was, I bent it. I did everything I could to make it look normal. Oh. So, so yeah, use that work on that quality control. Yeah, so. I think, about the, think about the children and the OCD people. So, uh, but yeah, we, we love our NAM. We love our IMB, I guess. Uh, yep. You know, that's, that's the downside to IMB is there's no real way to say it say it you know no, so nam is easy swibits is easy uh you know nobits i guess is okay uh sebits maybe uh seabits seabits southeast uh, and then how, how would you do southern and then what's gateway 
get get get. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we are grateful for all of our entities and i got to watch a little bit from the sbtc annual meeting uh yesterday that, that they have going on down in austin and uh and they they weren't quite keeping it uh weird other than uh the drummer was using an electronic drum set. And so I have vowed now that I'm leaving Mayhill Baptist. I'm going to find a church that I can pastor in Texas. It doesn't matter where, even if I plant it in the back of my truck. Uh, but I want to go just so I can make a motion at the next business meeting for them, the annual meeting, to say no more electronic drums. Electronic sets. drums. Okay. All right. Critical Good race deal. theory, intersectionality, all that kind of stuff. We can debate that all day <laughs> long. But this is a clear affront to a holy and righteous God. <laughs> no, it was really good. It's great singing, great preaching, and yeah, really enjoyed that. Good. So yeah, lots but, of friends uh, of the pod down in down in Texas at the yeah, SBTC. And we've just hurt all of their feelings. But uh <laughs> so so Kyle, what, what I want to talk about today is is loving the unlovable. Now we've talked before about maybe loving our critics thinking about them as unlovable. But sometimes, uh, you know, we, we realize that depending upon where you're at, a lot of the churches that I've served uh, have all, you know, been made up of people that look like me, dress like me, dress, you know, talk like me, act like me, all of that kind of stuff, which might be kind of scary on the acting part. But they're all very similar. And sometimes, though, when you're reaching out, you have people that maybe join or come for a while that don't look like us, maybe don't have a background of church, and they may be really, really lost. And of course, lost is lost, but we're talking about somebody that has done a lot and has a lot of baggage and so forth. And it's obviously a great thing that they come. Uh, but sometimes with our, our people, and uh, regardless of what church you serve, they might be a little uncomfortable when somebody shows up with maybe dirty clothes, maybe smelling of alcohol or whatever it might be. So I'm going to stop talking and ask Kyle, what do you do? Yeah, so our, our church has been really good about this. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll welcome them. Um, I mean, I've seen guys, you know, get, you know, welcome guys in when, when we still did things like coffee and donuts on Sunday mornings. When um, was that? You know, that, bring, I, yeah. that was a long uh, well, time ago. Let's see. Yeah, that, that was back in March. So like last decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so they, they've, they've done really well, you know, welcome them in. Um, you know, never made a comment about, you know, smell or anything like that. Just, hey, you know, would you like a donut? Here's some coffee. Um, you know, I remember one Sunday we had, we had, we had a guy show up before the service and, and he was looking for, um, he was needing a hotel room and I visited with him and it was, it was probably 30 minutes before the service. And I just told him, I said, look, I'm, I, I can help you, but it's going to be a while, uh, before, you know, so it means you're, you're welcome to worship with us. You're welcome to, um, and, and really, I mean, all he was wanting was a, was a hotel room. So we actually had, believe it or not, one of our greeters who took him and, uh, ponied up for the hotel room themselves, just, just took it out of their own pocket. And he came to me and said, Hey, um, he said, I know you you're busy. You can't take care of this. Can, can we, do, do you mind if we just take him and, and get a, get a hotel room and we'll pay for it. And I went, well, no, <laughs> I'm not, not going to say no to that at all. Uh, so yeah, our, our church has been pretty good. Now we've had a couple of instances where got, uh, people have gotten not, not violent, but definitely um, agitated and, and, yeah. uh, maybe combative. And so uh, that, that's a different scenario altogether. That, that yeah. may be worth a, a, a podcast all its own just to yeah. talk about uh, the, those kind of experiences. But yeah, our, our church has really done pretty well. You know, I remember we had a guy wandering on a Wednesday night um, who uh, was, 
in a hotel. He'd gotten a hotel room. He was catching a bus the next morning. He's just he was looking for a church to come uh, and and be a part part of that Wednesday night and needed some food. And I mean, he left here with uh, several dollars just to go get uh, to go get some food for him. So it was, it, that was really a blessing to see that folks just you know out out of I mean they were they were prepared and, and generous and and helped meet a need. Yeah, How about you? and and of course we've we've talked about the fact that uh, that all churches are going to be revitalization efforts in some form. You know, it might be ten thousand people yep. or or you know twenty or thirty people um, or even less. You know, we've we've obviously got a friend of the the pod, uh, Dusty Marshall, that is officing across the hallway from you. That's in a church even uh, smaller, and uh, so obviously deep replant, uh, deep revitalization stuff. But you know, in the case for Mayhill. You know, coming here, 30, 40 people, mostly all senior adults. And so one of our biggest needs, of course, of course, were youth, you know, kids. And yeah. we we had the instant uh, children's ministry known as a Hensley party of six that uh, joined and uh, and so forth. But and we made some changes on the kids side. Uh, but over time, you know, what what we noticed is as the more we were reaching out, uh, the more we were getting people to come uh, that weren't quite like us. And, uh, and I am so grateful to be able to say that our, our church really, no matter what somebody looks like, smells like, talks like, whatever, if somebody shows up, they're getting a handshake, perhaps even a hug, you know, maybe not in the COVID days, but uh, in, in invited to sit with them. And, uh, and so I love seeing times where we have a visitor that comes in and, uh, and sometimes in other churches that I've served, you spot them there in a pew by themselves. And I rarely, if ever, I don't even remember a time uh, that I've seen a visitor by themselves. And uh, they usually have some members that have sat with them. And uh, of course, we have some gifts for them when they come. And recently, you know, I wrote about this on, on One Disciple. We had a guy that started visiting uh, that, that showed up. And one of the first things that he said is, I, I never thought I would uh, come. He was coming because his mom comes and is a part of our church. And, uh, but, but he was worried if he ever walked into a church that the roof would fall in. And so he told me that while we're standing in the sanctuary, I said, well, I, it still looks like it's standing. So we're good so far. And so we struck up a friendship. We had a number of people that kind of rallied around him and became really close to him. And, uh, he gave his life to Christ. Um, not, not this past week, but the week before. And so we got to baptize him this past week and, uh, which, which was actually a very interesting, just a quick side story. Um, he's a big man, uh, maybe close to 300 pounds, uh, has some back problems. He served in the military for, for years and construction and all that kind of stuff. So he's a pretty broken down man. And, uh, we are guys that fill up the baptistry, no matter how much I ask them, maybe it's just not possible, but they don't put a lot of water in there. And I'm, I, I keep telling them, I'm like, we're not Methodists. I mean, we got to get them completely wet. <laughs> so y'all need to give me some more water because I pretty much have to go all the way down with them to get them completely wet, especially this guy. And he started to panic coming out and reached for that plexiglass and oh, I thought it was no. coming down, man, because it actually, it pulled away from the, the glue. So it, it started and uh, huh. we're going to have to fix it or whatever. But I was like, oh man. So uh, that was flood the, flood the sanctuary. And oh, man, well, the good news be... is it's not going to flood the sanctuary because the water doesn't even reach the plexiglass. <laughs> so it works out, but uh, we don't really even need it. Maybe it's safer to take it down, but I thought I was going down with them. I did get them up. Uh, he did get completely immersed. So we're, we're good there. 
but is so excited uh, about serving and being a part of the church. And, and that kind of takes us to a, a connected topic here. Uh, what happens when somebody joins, uh, wants to serve, but has a, a rap sheet, so to speak? Uh, you know, let's say hypothetically you have somebody that joins that uh, may have had a uh, an arrest before or a DUI or something like that. You know, life apart from Christ, we're going to do things apart from Christ people would do, lost people would do. So uh, how, how do you navigate some of those things down in Alamogordo? I'm, I'm going to use Tom Rainer's favorite phrase here. It depends. Amen. Okay. So, so, so it, it depends. Um, obviously if you have somebody that has like a, like a sexual assault or something like that in their background, and they really want to work with children or youth ministries, um, that, that is, that, that is not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and you and I were talking before we, before we came on, in some cases, insurance is going to dictate that to us. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you need to, you need to make sure you know kind of what your insurance um, company's policies are on that. Um, but it, it, it all depends, you know, so if you have somebody that has a DUI, say when they were 20, and they're now in their 50s, that's not going to disqualify them from, say, being a greeter at, at the front of the, right, at, at the, yeah. as folks walk in. Um, that, that, that there are, there are certain things that, that an arrest and certainly a, a felony would disqualify them from, from serving in, but, but that that's all going to depend on um, what the, what the individual um, case was back in the day, when, whenever that happened. Um, a lot of it could depend on, on an individual's heart now, you know, and it, it, there's, that, that's such a big question, but it depends. So we can say kind of the big things. Um, felonies will typically disqualify somebody from working in nursery, um, kids, youth, those kinds of things. Um, You know, drugs and alcohol, it it may be that they find a really, really uh, important ministry within the church. Like we have it, we have a guy who's got a history of that and has has cleaned up his act and is now an, an independent contractor. And so he's, he has a ministry into the community. He employs people in recovery houses. To, to work for him yeah. and, and to help them as they, as they come out. So that's an important ministry. We've baptized several people that he's brought to church through the years. And, and I think part of it might be, you know, getting to know somebody and what their, their history is uh, no, no matter, you know, quote unquote, good or bad that, right. you know, baggage may be uh, where that is going to open up perhaps what ministries they serve in. And so yeah. in the case of somebody that struggled with drugs and alcohol or something, uh, they may very well have a great opportunity to to help, or perhaps even if you don't have it, start some kind of a recovery program as they have been discipled and grow and so forth. That that you want to give those opportunities because, and that will that's what we do with everybody. The people that you know, if if Kyle and Michelle and his kids joined Mayhill Baptist Church, over time I'm going to find out that Kyle knows this. He he's about this. He likes to play this kind of music. You know, all that kind of stuff. Well, suddenly. Now I know some different ministries and areas that he can uh, serve. And as you touched on earlier, there there are going to be some, you know, an arrest or, or uh, allegation or conviction of sexual impropriety, that kind of deal. Of course, that's going to take you out of uh, significant areas yeah. of the of the church. You know, if it's a sex abuse or something like that, kids and that kind of thing are, are obviously uh, going to be <laughs> off limits. And uh, but but when we look at some of the other areas. That if you're going to be reaching the unlovable, 
you know, the people that are hard to love, uh, as we remember, I think, I think it was Spurgeon. Of course, a lot of things are attributed to Spurgeon. I think it was him. Uh, but a free grace can go into the gutter and bring up a jewel. And so anybody can be saved. And, and we have to remember, of course, God knows everything that we ever did or will do, thought, ever will think, felt, you know, all of that, and still loved us enough to save us and send us Jesus and that kind of deal. And so we want to offer that, obviously, for anybody. And But then, of course, as you get to know them and disciple them, uh, you're going to find some areas that they would be able to serve. And, uh, and, and again, as I shared in that article, uh, God is really bringing about in, in each church this kind of tapestry of grace. You know, old people, young people, rich people, poor people, people with, you know, heavy, heavy baggage, uh, people that had it pretty easy and pretty privileged. And, and he's bringing all of that together, knitted in love to one another by the bond of, of peace. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you made that clarification there because we are in no way talking about, um, someone's salvation, right? Yeah. We, we're talking about, um, opportunities for service within the body. And, and I think we, we would both agree there is, there is somewhere for everyone to serve that there, absolutely. there is a way that any, that anyone can serve. Um, but, but, out of an abundance of caution, especially what we've seen in the last couple of years um, with with the sex abuse um, revelations across evangelicalism, specifically in the Southern Baptist Convention, um, we we have to be overly cautious. I th- think when it comes to uh, when it, when it comes to those those kind of allegations and, and those kind of history, because we want to create an environment that brings glory to God and is also a safe space for uh, His people to gather and worship. Thank you so much for listening today. You, you can find the article that Matt wrote in the show notes. You can find our new Christmas book, The People Walking in Darkness on Amazon. That'll be a wonderful Christmas gift for your pastor or as a, as a Christmas gift for visitors to your church during the Advent season. Have a wonderful week. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?